0: Welcome to the Top Flight Podcast. My name is Esteban Bailey, and joining me today is Ori Benatar. Today we are previewing Chelsea. Chelsea had a mixed bag of a season last year. Of course, they won the FA Cup against Manchester United, but they finished in fifth place, falling out of the Champions League spots. They lost to Barcelona in the round of sixteen in the Champions League tournament, and Antonio Conte was not renewed, or he was sacked uh, this summer after a pretty acrimonious departure. There's also been a lot of reports linking Thibaut Courtois and Eden Hazard, World Cup heroes from Belgium, to a potential move to Real Madrid. Now, this has been in the works for several weeks now. It seems that Thibaut Courtois is likely to move. And Eden Hazard, he might stay for the season, but it's still uncertain. Chelsea's had an interesting summer. Of course, they have brought in a new coach in Maurizio Saudi, who was the Napoli manager last season, who almost... Uh, toppled Juventus's reign of Serie A, but unfortunately they came in second, but had probably the most aesthetically pleasing football in the entire continent and maybe even the entire world. Um, they've also purchased Jorginho from said Napoli team, but that, you know, beside that and a couple other potential transfers in Mateo Kovacic from Real Madrid on loan and this new goalkeeper in Kepa who I'm pretty sure you're going to talk about a little bit. Uh, Chelsea's had a kind of weird summer, and expectations are very strange. I, I don't remember the last time a Chelsea team has been under so much turmoil right before
1: the season starts. Well, I think they've been under this turmoil a couple of times back when Jose Mourinho was managing in both of his stints because there's always happening with, you know, disagreements between Roman Abramovich and a manager and the transfer window doesn't go as planned and Chelsea might be keeping a player that refuses to play like look at what happened with Diego Costa last season and then he went to Atletico so I think we're seeing that uh, again and it just shows a little bit of disorganization in the club and You're going to be losing Courtois probably to Real Madrid. That's likely going to happen. There have been multiple reports coming out uh, today and yesterday about how that move is getting closer. And then Chelsea is going to be activating the release clause of Kepa from Athletic Bilbao as their new backup. And he's going to become the most expensive goalkeeper by about £15 million more than what Liverpool spent on Alisson Becker from Roma. So the moves that Chelsea are making are not moves that scream top four to me. But for Chelsea to be a top four team or get back to the Champions League, honestly, to get back to Champions League, winning the Europa League is the best possible thing. I think getting Michi Batshuayi back after his loan spell with Dortmund is excellent. They're going to need Willian and Hazard to be the superstars that they're turning out to be. And their midfield could be very good with Jorginho and Golokante. And it's looking like Mateo Kovacic is going to join on loan from Real Madrid.
0: Yeah, I mean, when I mean that it seems like a different kind of summer is that expectations are not as high as they usually are, even in those summers when... Uh, Jose Mourinho eventually fell out with the club. There was an, always an expectation that Chelsea was going to challenge for the title, but it does not seem like anybody believes this Chelsea team could even challenge for the title. Now Antonio Conte came in in the summer of 2016, and he basically revolutionized the English game by introducing the modern Italian back three system that almost every other club decided to try out, <laughs> including famously Arsenal, which you know had some mixed results, but you know an FA Cup win. But, uh, you know, I'm just curious about this Chelsea team because it seems like they have a really great roster like they've always had, even if they lose Courtois. Kepa, you know, he was very good at Bilbao. He's an interesting player. I wonder if, you know, the, the, it's he might be m- maybe as good or maybe a little less as good, but Courtois is one of the best goalkeepers in the world. Uh, Willian was an incredible player last season. He was, he's been pretty good for the last couple seasons for club, uh, country, maybe not so much. Uh, but... I I don't know. It just it, this Chelsea team is is strange to me. I, I have this weird feeling in the back of my head that it's going to be this is like the closest we're going to get to a real transition year for Chelsea that maybe they'll win a cup competition, maybe they'll even win the Europa League, but it doesn't seem like this Chelsea team is really equipped to win the Premier League.
1: What do you think? I feel that too a little bit, but I'm looking at their roster and if all their players play to their highest caliber, then Chelsea could probably be a top four team. Now, look, I think this all is going to depend on how Tottenham will do without buying anybody, what kind of Liverpool are we going to see? Can the front three have the kind of seasons they had last year? And what's going to happen with Arsenal under a new manager? Now Maurizio Sari is a very good manager, new guy coming in, another Italian. But I think last year with Chelsea you had a lot of players that just didn't play to their best. You know, Alvaro Morata being the biggest example. He was cursed with the Chelsea number nine, now switching to number 29, hoping that he can score some more goals. And with the return of, you know, Michi Batshuayi, maybe Tammy Abraham getting some game time. Ruben Loftus-Cheek, we don't know yet if he's going to play for Chelsea. There have been uh, some sparklings of potentially him being back to Crystal Palace on loan. But also you have to keep Eden Hazard and you need to keep Willian. For me, those are the two key players on this team. But based on depth and just scheduling... Man City and United and Liverpool are probably the three teams you're looking at as title favorites because it's really hard for any team to win the Premier League and play in the Europa League because you play games on Thursdays and then you just have a day of rest and then you most likely are playing a Saturday league game.
0: Yeah, that's definitely for sure. And I mean, you know, it's been it's been a couple of years since Chelsea had to actually, you know, play in the Europa League. But, uh, you know, we can talk a little bit about their loan ease because you mentioned Ruben Loftus-Cheek. We're not sure if he's going to go. I want to mention some of their players that are being loaned out just because it's always interesting to see which Chelsea players are going to be, which could potentially help them through the season, but they decide to loan him out. You mentioned Tammy Abraham. There's been reports that he might be getting a move to Brighton. Uh, you, Kurt Zuma might get a move to Everton. Of course, Matt Miazga, for all you SMNT fans out there, he, he was loaned down to Nantes in the uh, Ligue 1, and he might even stay there because there's a buy option, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, Timothy Bakayoko, who was supposed to be the... Nemanja Matić replacement, the you know, the engine in the midfield that would terrorize other Premier League defenses. He's been kind of a flop at the at the club, and he's possible to get on go on loan to AC Milan, which is pretty interesting that they're already giving up on him so easily. Which leads me to Maurizio Sarri, who it's interesting to see which players he's looked at as potential first teamers and who he thinks could you know be a valuable contributor. And you're totally right when it comes to Willian and Hazard. I mean. Sari likes to play in a four-three-three. Similar, uh, it's similar but not the same as something you'd see in La Liga with Pep Guardiola, or you know when he was playing when he was at Barcelona. Uh, but there's not as much pressing, and it's just really good movement. It seems that he he really needs Willian, he really wants Hazard, he believes in Morata probably more so than Batshuayi, which is interesting. If you look at the preseason games, Morata has not really proved himself in the Premier League. He was very good for Madrid. He was pretty decent for Juventus when he was on there on loan, but I just, I'm, I don't know. Sarri is a great coach and he was amazing for Napoli, but there's no Dries, there's no Dries Martins, there's no, um, you know, it's, it's just, it's an interesting kind of squad. I mean, I, I like the Chelsea squad. I think they're obviously they're champions of Europe. They have N'Golo Kante, who's probably the best midfielder in the Premier League, even if he's not the most creative, he's still probably the most, he has the most influence on the pitch. It's just like I'm not sure if his tactics are going to be, you know, implemented quickly enough to have Chelsea do more than maybe win the Europa League or come higher than fourth. You're right that the top three are City, United and Liverpool, but I just don't think that I, I, I don't I don't even think
1: Chelsea is really a favorite to come in fourth place. What do you think? I don't think so either. I, I like the look of Arsenal and I think Tottenham has, has just developed good enough chemistry and their players have played together for a long enough time to be a fourth place team. But I think it's also it's good that Maurizio Sarri didn't get every player that he went after because he was very much about getting a lot of Serie A people into Chelsea. Now, Jorginho, perfect player for the Premier League. He controls the midfield. He's tough. He works out well. Daniel Rugani, I think, could have worked out too. But I think it's great that Chelsea was not getting Gonzalo Higuain, even though there was a lot of rumors flowing around that Higuain was going to be on Chelsea. Now he goes to AC Milan, stays in Syria. Higuain is not the same goal scorer um, he's been with Real Madrid or even when he was at Napoli. I just don't think he's, he's a little bit overrated for me. So I think not having Gonzalo Higuain is, is a good thing for Chelsea because that's going to give Batshuayi a better chance. You also maybe get Pedro to play up front a little bit. Victor Moses maybe can not play wing back like he did last season. So it gives chances for other players to start to score some goals. And then also you look at Callum Hudson-Odoi, a youngster who started in the Community Shield against Manchester City, which Chelsea did lose 2-0, and he could be getting some game time also. So I don't think top four is like guaranteed for Chelsea. It's all going to depend how they play against the other London clubs. they got to get points against Tottenham. they got to get points against Arsenal. And also they're going to have to figure out what kind of team do we play in the Europa League. Do they play a weaker side? and still potentially get far in the Europa League, or do they go for that trophy like they did in 2013 when Rafa Benitez was manager?
0: Yeah, I mean, these are the questions that we're going to have to wonder with Chelsea all season. I mean, they have the squad, they have the talent, we're just not sure if it's really going to be implemented properly, but I mean, you know, I I, I can't say that I like Chelsea, I've never really liked Chelsea, Um, I'm not rooting for them at all, but... It does seem that the league is more fun when Chelsea is at least challenging for, uh, you know, when they're genuinely challenging for the trophies. Last year, they weren't really a genuine title contender. Uh, The year they won the title with Conte was incredible. I mean, they were the best defensive team and the best counter-attacking team. With Mourinho, they were one of the best Premier League teams of all time. Um, It's just interesting how quickly this club kind of jumps up and down. But one topic that I guess we really should touch on just a little bit is the topic with Roman Abramovich. Now, the Roman Abramovich era... Of Chelsea has been one of unbelievable success. I mean, Champions League winners, Europa League winners, several Premier League titles, several FA Cups. I mean, it's trophies upon trophies upon trophies. Unbelievable tenure. He's made a lot of smart purchases. They spend a lot of money. But since there's been a lot of, I guess, geopolitical tensions between England and Russia, there are talks that maybe Roman Abramovich is not going to be able to control Chelsea for very much longer. And that some of those reports have leaned into why Chelsea on the transfer market has been so—they're not—they're not as um, aggressive as they usually are uh, this summer. And I wanted to ask you—you you know, let's say Roman Abramovich, the worst comes to worst, and he's no longer the—you know—the owner of Chelsea, or there's some problems that force an ownership change, or some kind of thing where he's no
1: longer the owner. What do you think that impact would be all across the Premier League? I think it would be a very big impact because then Chelsea's going to have to look for a buyer. And in order for a team to be successful in the Premier League, with the exception of Leicester City's fluke season in 2015-16 when they won the title, you need to have an owner that has a lot of cash. And that's how you're going to be successful because you look at Man City when uh, they were bought by, by the Sheik. He's turned around the club. Manchester City was never even a top six candidate back when I was a kid in the mid 2000s. And now they're basically top two, top three every season. The Glazers owning Manchester United, the Cronkies with Arsenal, the Fenway Sports Group with Liverpool, Daniel Levy with Tottenham. So... With Chelsea, you're going to have to find a buyer and it's going to have to be someone that can invest a lot of money in the club if the worst comes to worst. But Roman Abramovich is the face of Chelsea. He is the man that turned the team around along with players like Frank Lampard and Jason and John Terry and, of course, Jose Mourinho as the manager. I don't know if we're going to see see the worst come to worst. If it happens, then Chelsea should then enter into panic mode because then you just don't have an owner and things can get a little bit messy. That's for sure.
0: All right, so I think I think we've touched upon everything that we need to touch upon with Chelsea, but let's get to the part of the show where we discuss our expectations for the season. Now, of course, Chelsea is playing in European competition. So, I'm going to ask you, what place do you think Chelsea's going to finish in? What's their highest? What's their lowest? And also, how far do you think they're going to
1: get to the Europa League? So based on the teams that are in qualifying for the Europa League and just based on the teams that have automatically made it, I think Chelsea's highest expectation is to win the Europa League. I think they will go in as the overall favorite. Do they win the Europa League? I'm going to say no, because a lot of the times we tend to not see a favorite Europa League team who's automatically qualified from the past season win. Because last season we saw Atletico win and they got um, into the Europa League after finishing third in their group in the Champions League behind Chelsea and Roma. So I'll say Europa League favorites, but they get maybe semifinals or lose in the final. For the table in the Premier League, I think the highest position they finish is third. I don't think that they are better than United, um, City, or Liverpool. Just They might be able to finish above United. It all depends on what happens with Man U, which players leave, which players come in, and just in general, what we're going to see from a third season, Mourinho, in Old Trafford. So I'll say the highest position they finish is third, and I'll say the lowest position they finish in is seventh. I don't think they're going to get out of the the top seven. I don't think we're ever going to see a Chelsea team finish 10th again.
0: Hmm, I'm I'm almost in agreement with you. For a certain with the Europa League, I think they're definitely favorites. Um, They... You know, it's weird, since they've won the Champions League, they tend to underperform in Europe. Uh they underperformed under Mourinho, they underperformed under Conte. Of course they were playing Barcelona, but you know, Barcelona lost to Roma that season. So it's not like uh Chelsea could not have beaten Barcelona uh, but I'm gonna say for the Europa League, they might have a quit. They might have an early exit that might be surprising. It wouldn't shock me, especially with all this uncertainty around the club. Also, sorry wasn't very good. He never really made an impact in Europe while he was at Napoli. So I would say that a quarterfinal exit to me seems pretty likely. Um, even though they should go on and do further. And when it comes to the league, I think their highest. I think you're right with their highest being third. I don't think they'll have a great season to come in second. Um, I think that's for sure, Liverpool or Man City. But I think that they're more likely to come in either fifth or sixth again. Because like I just I I don't I'm not sure about that top four spot. It's so competitive this year, and it does not seem that they've restocked well enough. So I, I'm going to say third to sixth. I don't think they I don't think they fall out of the top six, but I think they're closer to coming in sixth than they are to coming in third. Uh, but that's why we've got to watch the season. So uh, that's our Chelsea preview. The Premier League season is really close, and we're really excited over here at the top flight. But continue to come on to this feed to listen to our preview podcast and, of course, our giant preview podcast, where we'll give all of our thoughts, including the entire Premier League table and some transfer rumor stuff, et cetera. So thank you for listening. We'll see you guys soon.